DirectionSpringfield.org or, or on social media platforms at TRC413. Today we're going to continue our series, The Keys of the Kingdom. We'll be reading from Luke chapter 13, verse 10 through 17, and we read. It's teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loot his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, mm. and all the multitude rejoiced for yes. all the glorious things that were done by him. Mm. Amen, amen. Let us be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today we're going to ruffle some feathers. Look at your neighborhoods, at your neighbor and said, "Get ready. Get ready. Get ready." Because God is going to confront us in more ways than one. Amen. We've been teaching a series called The Keys of the Kingdom. The first one was obedience. The second one was knowledge. The third one was wisdom. And today we're going to be speaking about discernment. All of it according to God. Not men's obedience. Not men's knowledge. Not men's wisdom. Not men's discernments, but God's. Amen? The Bible tells us a story. According to Luke chapter 13, about a woman that was serving in a church for 18 years, bond with a spirit of infirmity that had literally crippled her body. And the moment that Jesus goes to preach in that church or that synagogue, through the spirit of God, he's able to discern and perceive what's going on. The church of today, especially here in America, are entertaining the crowd. There's a manifestation of evil spirits living in the lives of many to proclaim that they are doing God's work, but in reality, they are far from God. It is one thing to do something, and it's another to belong to something. And many of us come to church as spectators and not participators of God's kingdom. How is it possible 
that this woman being a seed of Abraham, in other words, she was, she had a promise over her life, had been crippled for 18 years and no one in the synagogue noticed but Jesus. And the moment he calls it out, the ruler of the church, the pastor, the bishop, the apostle gets upset. Why? Because if it's not part of the program, it's not beneficial. But you rather have somebody captive by a spirit that comes to church service after 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 service. Going home. Going to work, going to Walmart, going to Target, going everywhere, bounded. And you have the nerves to say that God is in control. How can God be in control of something that he delegated to you and I? When I delegate stuff, I'm no longer in control. The person that I delegated it to is in control. If I wanted to be in control, why did I delegate it to begin with? And God has given each and every one the ability to do greater things than Jesus did here on the planet Earth. And we are seeing our brothers and sisters dying because we don't have the fourth key of the kingdom, which is the sermon. We send people home and expect them to be delivered because we don't want to spend an extra hour in church to help them get delivered. First of all, we can't even discern to begin with because we spiritualize everything and ignore the physical realm. Jesus saw something physically in her. And for 18 years, this was her status in the church. You have water? Yes, pastor. Pastor, what do you need? What's for 18 years? And all of a sudden, Jesus looks at and says, wait a minute. She's bound. By a demon. She needs to be set free. The only way that was possible. Was through the Holy Spirit. That was in him. You see we have all kind of theology. We got all kind of religious uh, beliefs and traditions. But we are lacking. The manifestation of the supernatural. Through the Holy Spirit. Because we don't want to invest time with God. We want God to bless us. But we don't want to be used by God. Enough. 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 Have you ever asked yourself. God what is really going on in my house. That it's not allowing me to be in peace. You'd be surprised that if God reveals to you what's going on in your house, you are the main reason for that. I remember many years ago, a father correcting his own daughter, taking the phone and the mother stripping the phone from the father. Give her back her cell phone! And now the child's rebellious. Whoopee, 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 violate authority, deal with the consequences. Deal with the consequences. 
Order is order whether you like it or not. I remember many years ago, my mom used to live in the housing project. And a new company came to take over and they remodeled the whole neighborhood. They put new doors, they put new windows. They did everything. Within 24 hours, people came and vandalized the neighborhood. They removed the screen doors. They took out the fences. So you know what the new company did? They said, we're going to knock and we're going to ask every person that's missing their screen door, that's missing their window and their fence, what happened? To their surprise, the people living in the house said, we don't know. So you know what the company did? They said, well, in 30 days, if the screen door doesn't appear, if the window does not appear, and the fence does not appear, you're going to be evicted. It appear. Accountability. How's somebody going to take the door from your house and you don't even know? Because you only care what's convenient for you. And God is holding his church today accountable. A spiritual daughter of mine said to me a few minutes ago, America doesn't have any change to give out. Because they don't have any change to begin with. Think about this. 18 years, you're preaching the word of God and nothing is happening. Check yourself. Because change comes within. I can't demand something that I'm not giving. Now trust me, I am a fun pastor to be around. But I'm serious about God and his people. Because I don't want you to go to hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hell is more real than what you think. Give God a round of applause. Verse 12 reads, Luke chapter 13, verse 12. But when Jesus saw her, say this with me, but when Jesus saw her, but when Jesus saw her, but when Jesus saw her, he loosened her. Notice how he called out the spirit before he laid hands on her. Stop laying hands on people they're demon-possessed. Because a transferable spirit will jump on you. First call it out and then lay hands. He laid hands to restore her posture, bring her back to her original state before she got captive. It doesn't say that she was 18 years old. It says that she was captive for 18 years. So she could have been a woman that was 48. She could have been a woman that was 28, 38. Something happened along the way in her life that she came in contact with a spirit. Maybe through sexual intercourse outside of marriage. Maybe she was messing with other gods. But somehow, some way, somehow, some way, she made her way into the church. She became a part of the church, but she was never delivered and healed. You think I'm going to preach in this church until I turn great so you could change? You crazy. You bugging. 
you better pray to God that I stay in this church. You pray to God that I be your pastor because the next pastor that might come might not be real like me. He might steal your dreams from you by catering to you. You want peace in your house? You want change in your house? Become the change. You can't be cussing and asking for blessings. It doesn't work that way. God bless me, bless my house, bless my project, but your heart is so far away from him. Let me tell you something. It's not going to become a reality until everything that you have comes to nothing. You know, it's funny. People don't call me to see how I'm doing. Only a few. I'm going to be honest. But I guarantee you when people are laid off, when they can't pay the rent or their mortgage, Who's the first one you think they call? I'm just so happy that I have your number blocked. Why do we call to God on our day of trouble? You know what's going on in America surprises me because for the last two years in this church, we were talking about a recession. If you don't believe me, look at the news. They reported yesterday. That 28 million people in September will receive an eviction letter. One out of five in September will be homeless. There are more than 23, 24 million people that don't have a job. In the beginning weeks, it was up to 40. Companies are being shut down, forced to shut down. The market is about to crash. And, and, and we, some way, somehow think that's not going to affect us. Let me tell you something. When a family is kicked out on the streets, they get on survival mode. That means there's going to be more break-ins. There's going to be more muggings. And now people don't need to get anything from you with a gun. All they have to do is say, I have Corona. I'm ready to sneeze. So give me your purse. That's the new weapon. You know, when AIDS first came in back in the 80s that everybody was scared. There were actually muggings with people with fake blood saying that they had HIV. Give me your money. Or I'm going to infect you with AIDS. And here we are in 2020, 30, 40 years later. You don't believe me? Someone robbed a bank the other day in America. I can't remember the name of the city or the state. They said, give me all the money. I'm going to cough all over this counter. They released it. We got Corona. And people are so afraid of the bank, the tellers, that they gave up the money. Now, if the person had Corona or not, I don't know. But what I'm saying is that we are in a time right now of desperation. And God is looking for a group of people that are willing to bow down their knees and seek his presence so that the manifestation of God could come and deliver us all from the judgment of God. Can that be done, church? God is so good. Give him a round of applause, church. Woo! 
the sermons in America, especially in the pulpits, is think positive. God is for you. God loves you. But they never address sin. You could think positive all you want, but reality is reality. When I first converted and I gave my life to God, a few years later, I started to backslide in the church and I started just, ah, God understands what I'm going through. And one day in my ignorance, I was in the back porch of our apartment smoking a nice Lucy because we couldn't afford a box of cigarettes. So we used to buy Lucy's. I was smoking a cigarette in the back, Nupa 100. Yep, menthol. And all of a sudden, I, I took a hit. And it was like a punch in my chest that I began to, to puke. And I thought I was going to choke. And I, like I was by myself in the porch and no one was around me. And all of a sudden, I, I, I said, ah! And I saw a silhouette of a man come out of me. Let me tell you something. I let go of that cigarette. No one had to preach to me. I came to a demonic encounter and I saw what came out of me and I said, I'm out of this. Since 2005, my wife is my witness. I have not touched a cigarette. Now, many of you say, Pastor, it's hard for me to give up cigarettes. I did it. Before a toothbrush hit my mouth, there was a cigarette. Before I went to sleep, there was a cigarette. And if I got home and somebody smoked my cigarettes... There was a fight. My mouth smelled like an ashtray. But God, through his mercy, allowed me to see what I was inhaling. And the moment that I saw it with my eyes, nobody preached it to me. I saw it. That's why I'm not praying for preachers. I'm praying for divine encounters. Because if we have divine encounters, when God reveals to you that your sons have been watching Pokemon, and Pokemon is a demon, and you see that demon jumping all over the room, <laughs> you're not going to call the doctor. Because the doctor only can medicate the demon. The, the, the doctor could only cancel the demon. But Jesus could cast out the demon. Trying to medicate a demon. I seen another kid the other day. Acting up. Five people on top of this child. And I happened to pass by and look at the child. And all of a sudden the child got calm. I don't know if he saw the Holy Spirit in me. Or if he saw my mother's image. My mother was 95 pounds soaking wet. And she had three babies walking like soldiers. America is losing the essence of family. Now the children rule the family. They don't even know how to wipe. Let me just leave it there. And they want to tell you what you need to do. You're the parent. Grow up. A feel-good message, not a message of conviction, is coming to the churches. If a, church, if a pastor preaches a message of conviction, let me tell you something. That message will penetrate the heart, not the emotions. Look at the ministers today. Everything's going to be well. Oh, they're in so much delusion. 
There's it's so much delusion. Don't worry. God has no, no. God is a God of love and he's also a God of wrath. If God don't judge America, God has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. God has to apologize to Nebuchadnezzar and the kingdom of Babylon, Persia, and every kingdom they came under. The people are today here in America are like the people in the Titanic. Keep playing the music while the ship is going down. You remember that scene in the movie? And the ship is going, man, if I was the first Puerto Rican in there, I'll be casting panic. Vámonos, vámonos, que el bote, el bote, el bote se hunde. They would have thrown me in one of those boats to save me just because I was acting up. You know how we Spanish people roll? We don't time to play no music. El bote se hundiendo. The churches of today worship, worship, worship. And their hearts are so far away from God. With lights looking like a bunch of clowns, these ministers. Clowns entertaining the people. Take the people to the root of the problem. I had a mother one time call me. I need you to come and pray for my son. He's at home. He's discouraged. When I went over there, to my surprise, this was a 30-year-old. He had a sign in his own room that belonged to his mother that said, keep out. I said, ma'am, you need to pray for me. Why? For not me to go post on you. The kid don't want to clean the room. A pile of dishes like a pyramid. They're idols. We eat at the table at home. 90 day fiance could wait. We're going to eat at the table. You don't like it? Get your own place. Get your own place. A bunch of worms and flies flying and a bunch of dishes, the remote. You know, because the nana is depressed. He's not depressed when he's looking at pornography. He's not depressed when he's playing the latest game that costs 80 bucks. And by the time he goes to turn it in, it's not even worth $5. And you're investing in their future. No, you're investing in their emotions. And this is facts over feelings. Trust me, I, I have a good time with the youth. They come over to my house. We, we play all kinds of games. But when it's time to get serious, it's time to get serious. Because the kids of today, they like to play, but they don't like to clean up. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Mommy, the boy took my toy. Get your toy back. No, no, that's okay, mommy. I'm going to buy you a new, another one. <laughs> Thank God for Toys R Us closing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 18 years this woman was in this condition until Jesus got there. Until the living word got there. Until the Messiah got there. Today, you know, and, and, and there's no administration of the Holy Spirit. They sing about an hour worship songs, how God is good. The pastor preaches a 30 minute or 45 minute give or take message. Then bring in the next crowd. There's no administration of the Holy Spirit. 
Come next week. We'll see you next week. Bring all your carnal friends so they could become carnal just like you. So next week we can have them participate in the things of church. And they're still fornicating and hanging out at the clubs on Saturday. Like Mr. Don Francisco. Así, así como mueve la colita. Let's see if you're going to be moviendo la colita in hell. Midweek teachings, community engagement, trying to get recognized by the public by passing out coffee mugs, stickers about their church, t-shirts about their church, but they don't get to the root cause that everybody needs to repent. They have turned the house of God into a house of thieves. And, it's not, and, the, uh, and the real issue is not being addressed. It's okay for you to give out a coffee mug. It's okay for you to go and visit essential workers. But what good is it if the message of God is not being brought? That's why people are used to handouts. And when you can't give them anymore, they become rebellious. That's why I love this church. What you see is what you get. Everything that I have, I pay for it because I work. I'm a pastor that works. The church takes care of us. They're very good to us. But I work. I get up every morning and go to work. You don't see me here living off people or leeching off people. There's going to come a day that God's going to call me full-time ministry. But until that day, I need to provide for my wife and my daughter. It's not the government's responsibility, and it's not the church's responsibility. It is my responsibility. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 3, But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. There's a lot of churches promoting what they're doing. We give to this community, we just don't promote it. You know why? Because we don't want... The glory for us. We want the glory for God. Let it testify for itself. Can I get an amen? Come on, give God a round of applause. Family. Friends. People that you know for years serving God. Right? And right now as I speak... Christians are depressed because of COVID. They're stressed out about things that are happening. And and, and then you have believers, families, friends afraid of COVID-19. Wow. And then they have the nurse to call you and say, pray for me. I don't need to pray for you. You need to pray for yourself. How is it that you've been serving God this whole time and you're afraid? You've been serving at the church. You've been going to church like the woman. Looking down. And the day of trouble came and she was still looking down. Let me tell you something. You need to pray for yourself. That's why I tell my family, what is it that you want me to do for you? I'm not going to do something for you that you can't already do for yourself. If you fail to, no, just come over to my house, we're going to cook. No, go to your house, but bochinchando. 
talking bad about the pastor, talking bad about Eddie, and you don't accomplish nothing. You never hear somebody say, let's pray. You know, I got with my family the other day, and none of them are serving God. And I was observing each and every one of them, because I haven't seen them in years. And I was able to see a curse. And I said to them before I left, vamos oral. And you, you should have seen their faces. They're like, you going to pray? Yes, I want to pray for you guys. I don't want to leave this house until I pray. And I begin to pray for my family. You know what I began to pray? That God will show them their condition. When I began to pray like that, you know, I want to see people's faces. So I, I kind of like wink my eye open. They were like this. You want God. In other words, you want God to show me? You don't want God to bless me? No. For what? So keep smoking weed? Keep drinking Hanukkah? Keep fornicating? Keep adultery? God's going to call me accountable. Each and every one of us are accountable, but I'm going to be more accountable because I know the truth. But we go to our family's houses and functions, and we become more like them instead of being different. And the church today has adapted that. Why? Because there's no administration. There's no impartation of the Holy Spirit. We are selling ourselves, and it's called network. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This church here at the Resurrection Center in 1060 Worcester Street, we will preach deliverance, healing, and resurrection. God is good. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. Let me reintroduce to you the kingdom of God. We compromise with the word of God. Oh, my pastor is well liked by the mayor of Springfield. Wow, oopie-doo. You know why? Because the mayor wants votes. Yes, yes. Give me votes. I want to go to your church. I want to recognize you because you are a clown just like me. Bring the mayor of Springfield to this church. Bring him like Saki to this church. You're just going to see what's going to happen. I ain't bought by nobody. And I'm happy and I'm bold. And I thank God for giving me that attitude of boldness to stand up and be able to preach his word. This woman was bound for how many years? 18. Until when? Until Jesus saw her. You see, the ruler, the priest, the bishop said, Our guest speaker today is none other than the Son of God, the Messiah. Ain't we all excited? And everybody got excited in the synagogue. They're like, ah, Jesus va predicar. Jesus grabs, goes up to the pulpit and says, Wait a minute. Woman! They must have been like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He has the nerves to loosen this woman and set her free on the Sabbath? Tenía que ser un domingo. Tenía que ser un sábado. You see, because we, we play church really good. I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time in my life. When I went to get baptized in the water, 
But the night before, you know what I was doing? Smoking a cigarette and drinking some some beers over there in Winnick. And 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 my youth, the youth leader of the church called me and and said to me, "You're going to get baptized today." And I said, "No, Pastor uh, Minister." I've been smoking and drinking. He said, you're going to get baptized today. I don't want to hear none of that. When I got in that water, que se me quito ese demonio. Because in the church that I was brought up, they used to start at a certain time. But to finish, when those women used to grab that tambourine, Oh, and the Holy Spirit began to move. You knew you was going to get pointed out. I used to be like, please, please, Señor, please, I promise, I promise. No, no, please, not her. Please don't let her get close to me. Oh, and those women will walk by you. And all of a sudden, whoop! Come here. Come here. You need to come to the altar. You need to come to the altar. You need to come to the altar. Oh, man. But the pastors of today, if you would like to come, we love you. Come to church. God loves you. We're just going to have a prayer corporation meeting. We're just going to pray that God will bless you. See you next Sunday. Don't forget to leave your tithes and your offerings. And people bound. I'm asking God to bring us back to the origin. Where people used to go and pray. And outside, people used to see smoke coming out the church. Oh, how I miss those days. Man, when they started beating on those drums. You know, it's so fascinating that half of the people that I went to church with, none of them were musicians. None of them ever took class. To become professional musicians in the church. And the Holy Spirit taught them how to play the piano. How to play the drums. how to, And all of a sudden when the Holy Spirit took over. They were all in tune. They were all in tune. Only God can do that. Now today. Oh no. You know. Because so and so doesn't know how to play the piano. I'm going to get pookie. I know he's at the club. I know he's at the fifth. I know he's at Aquarius. He's not at Rassels because they shut down a few years ago. Yo sé que Paquito habla malo, pero toca el piano bueno. Mira, baloney. Baloney. Perverse in the altar. Ushering a spirit. And the people, como le gusta la chuleta, like they love the flesh. Oh, that pastor, that church is so good. But there's no anointing. There's no, there's no tangible manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Why? How is it possible that you come to church and you leave the same way? Wow. God is so good. Matthew chapter 21 verse 13 says, My house will be called a house of prayer. But you have turned it into a den of thieves. 
marketing the gospel. You know, it's funny that Jesus didn't have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, but they reached the world. He didn't have any likes. He didn't have any views. He just had the word. Let me tell you this. I know people might not like you right now. They might not get along with you. But if you're consistent in your belief, one day they're going to respect you. They're going to respect you. Because let me tell you something. The only time people that don't come to church call me is when they're going through some trouble. Are you hearing me? Because they know that I will pray. And I will intercede. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But when you're inconsistent, you're just like them. Discernment. Keep this in mind. There's a payday someday. Every fornicator, every adulterer, every rapist, every drug dealer, every prostitute, every wolf pastor will give an account to God. There's a payday someday, and it's coming. You will give account to God for every word that came out of your mouth. For every thought and every deed. And Judge Judy is not going to be your judge. And you can hire the dream team, but there won't be no dream team. Because it's going to be you and God. And God is going to remind you of every lie that you said that you never repented from. That's why the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. I'd rather tell you yes and I'd rather tell you no than tell you a lie. Hell is filled of liars. That's the spirit of deception. The grace of God doesn't give you a blank check to sin. The reality of America is this, church. Every 48 seconds, a woman is raped in America. Every 48 seconds, a woman is raped in America. Since 1973, abortion became legal in the United States. According to the CDC, there's approximately 125 abortions taking place every day. Equaling to an amount of 60 million abortions since 1973 to 2020. Innocent blood. But we singing. And the people dying. Because nobody will stand against the spirit. You see, you don't have to fight the people that are doing the abortion. You have to fight the spirit. The spirit that they're under. They might not know that what they're doing is against God's will. But let me tell you something. When you got the Holy Spirit and you speak to someone, you will hit them in a place that no man can hit, but only God can hit. And that's the heart. That's the heart. You know why I gave my life to God? Because somebody started to preach to preach to me about hell. Yo tenía un miedo a hell. I used to go clubbing. 
And you know how sometimes, especially in the early, uh, in the late 90s, they always used to play a song and the DJ used to put a sound of a horn to the next song. I was like, ay señor la trompeta. They thought I was doing a new dance. Everybody that was with me was like, oh. I remember going to a, to a bar one time in Springfield. I was in a bar, and I was drunk, and I was hunched over. Just like this. Passed out. And all of a sudden, I, 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 some way, somehow, I got up. I happened to look to the person that was sitting next to me. And this guy was drunk, and he looked at me and said, You don't belong here. What are you doing here? You're, you're supposed to be in church. El emboye que yo tenía. The highness that I had. Se me quitó. It came away. I remember one day. Vomiting in the toilet. Please. Quítame esto. Take this away from me. And then the following weekend. I had friends that died choking on their own vomit. I had friends that did drugs and someone laced the drug with a poison and died. I'm a living miracle and testimony because that should have been my faith. But something in me clicked and I know somebody was praying for me. I don't know who it was. But I always keep this in mind that there's always women and men that are always praying to God, God, the next pastors, the next evangelists, the next preachers, all the next prophets. Someone is declaring word over your children, even if you don't know it. And, you, and the word of God is more powerful than any other word. So even though you might not see your child serving God, God sees it. Because God has a way to get to your child that you don't. So you continue to prophesy over your child. If your child is rebellious right now, declare, Señor, esta es una profeta. God, this is a prophet. God, this is an apostle. This is an evangelist. They will serve you. And when you send that word, all of their friends, they begin to leave. I remember the first time I was introduced to heroin. I was going to get high with older people than me. It was five youth of us. And they had the, 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 they, they had the needle ready. They had the heroin ready. And we were ready to inject one another. And all of a sudden, the person that was hosting the party. I, I know today they, they, say, they call it something different. Uh, they, they're still called parties where people get together and they just get high and stuff like that. There's a word for that. But back in my time, they, they, they used to call it... We're gonna, we're gonna have, we're gonna just chill. Whatever happens, happens. And I remember when each and every one of my friends began to get injected. All of a sudden, the guy who was in our house said, "Yo, get out of my house." Who me? Yeah, you. Get out of here. I don't like you. If God gotta use a demon to cast out a demon from you, so you're talking demonial. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't sanctified. Look how God is. 
that he will command a demon to speak to another demon to get you right. Give God a round of applause. But we, what we are preaching in church, we're preaching steps. We're preaching this. No, si tú haces esto, no, arrepiéntete de tu pecado. Repent from your sin. Noah's, Noah preached 120 years. There's a flood coming. There's a flood coming. There's a flood coming. There's a, the day the flood came, I, I can see people like today. Oh, it's only a couple of rain showers. It's a couple of raindrops. Then one o'clock went by, two o'clock went by. Wait a minute. No, eso se tranquiliza ahorita. Espérate, se me está mojando el piso de la casa. Dame ir a Home Depot, no puedo, no tengo un bote. I don't have a boat now, I can't go to Home Depot. Oh. You keep playing with God. Keep playing with God. Keep smoking. Keep doing all the things you're doing. One day God's going to call you accountable. I'm not here to bring out your flosses. I'm here to bring you to a reality. In order to be effective in the kingdom of God, you need keys. And the fourth key is discernment. Are you hearing me, church? We have no fear of God. The fastest religion that's growing in America right now as I speak is Satanism. The temple of Satan and Salem Mass is giving out scholarships. And the church is singing songs. Whew. We're in an election year. And also, the housing market is about to crash. The bubble is about to explode. That means if you right now in the process of buying a house, jump on it. God is with you. God is going to protect you. God is faithful to those who are faithful to him. Don't get caught up in what's happening in the market, but understand the times that we're living in. America is dying within. It's eating itself in a lie. And God is looking for men of God that will rise up and say, no more. My God is king. And the only way that we can turn this thing around is not by writing out stimulus checks. It's not about social injustice. It's about kingdom justice. Oh, give God a round of applause, man. The majority of ministers today are preaching a word of hope and not repentance. It's like that song, The Blessing. It has become the anthem for the church of today. May God bless you. May God keep you. And we're singing that song. This is the song that's singing in my ear from God. May God rebuke you. May he hold you accountable. May he confront you. May he judge you. Oh, amen. Judgment is coming. Let's sing that. Let's sing that. Facts over feelings. You think that God's not going to judge America? If America doesn't repent, God's going to judge them. And I know you might say, but I live here. Guess what? Even when the prophet Jeremiah preached that judgment was coming, God protected him in his own land. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
History will repeat itself if America doesn't repent. In Babylon, Babylon, when the Babylonian kingdom invaded Israel and they brought the false prophets out in chains, you could find that in Jeremiah chapter 20, chapter 22, chapter 24, chapter 29, chapter 32, that the false prophets were so in denial that even though they were false prophesizing that God was going to come and and spare Israel and that Babylon was not going to get invaded, Babylon invades and the same prophets that are carrying chains are saying the same thing they were saying before. They were in denial and illusional. They were singing the song of the blessing. May God keep you while they were going into judgment in denial. God is not going to keep people that continue to go against his will. Because if that was the case, then that means that the devil has an opportunity to repent. Does the devil have an opportunity to repent? No. Do the people in hell have an opportunity to repent? It's over. Am I right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? So let's get that straight. Pastor, but why do you say that? Why? Because we have a proud spirit. We don't have a humble spirit. A well-known economics professor in America said that many of today's People are in delusion because the numbers don't lie. The economy is going to a straight nosedive and people are still believing and thinking that they will recover from the economical collapse that's happening in America. Let me tell you something. If you don't believe me, look at the stats The numbers don't lie. The second language of God is numbers. Understand this, that when you see numbers, those numbers speak volumes. God will never never restore a nation that doesn't bow down. Sixty-six books. You hear pastors... Oh, yeah, when God said free the children of Israel from Egypt. My question is this. He did set them free. But what got them captive in the first place? Rebellion. They didn't didn't go into captivity because they they were good worshipers. They didn't didn't go into captivity because they they missed a few church services. They went into captivity because they rebelled against God. This woman was in the church for 18 years serving, crippled. And no one noticed. I wonder why. Repent and return before it's too late. Psalms 91 verse 14 says, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. And I will protect those who trust in my name. I'm going to break that down. What that means, those who trust me are those that don't allow their feelings to override God's ruling. God only protects and delivers those who seek him and spend truth, not the ones that dressed up in spirit and truth. God knows what you're doing in those computers, lying with those numbers, cheating, not, not giving your tithes and your offerings. I had somebody the other day tell me, I want to know what my calling is. As soon as I went into prayer, God said, I'm not going to give him his calling or discuss his calling. Why? Because he's disobedient. The first thing he does, he robs me. Not only of my tithes and offerings, but of it, the calling that I have placed over him because he hasn't seek me in spirit and truth. And I'm going to confront that today. Enough is enough. 
You'd be surprised how many people want to benefit from your blessing and don't want to contribute anything. It's like your children living at home, working, and then they got the nerves not to bring a gallon of milk. Miss Ruth, is that a reality in today's society? Oh, they bring chicken, but they, do they bring you chicken? Let me bring, let me not come home with, with, with a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken or Popeye's Chicken. And as I'm pulling up the driveway, I have the last piece of chicken. And I'm walking in and Pastor Millie, you didn't bring me any chicken? I didn't know. I thought you were cooking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to cook now. What we having? You. It's like me showing up to somebody's house with a cup of coffee, and I have the nerves not to bring me that. Bebe en el carro. Bota el vaso. Conde las papas. I didn't know if you wanted anything, but... And, and they slurping that, and you just looking at them like, for real? You know how hot it is? You got the nerves to slurp that in front of me and you don't bring me, you don't even ask me to bring a cup so you can pour. You see, I grew up in a family that we shared. My mom said, if you bring anything to this house, bring something for your brothers and sisters. My first job, I was a paper boy. After working all week, they gave me $7. I went to the bodega. I still remember that. You know, in the bodega, money lasts. You were a millionaire in La Bodega. Because you can negotiate. You negotiate with the store owner. Because he was over the counter. Some of that stuff he had on display was full of, uh, of dust, spiders. It even expired. And, and you will say, I'll, I'll take a bag of chips. He'll be 25 cents. I'll give you 15 cents. All right, that's a deal. Am I the only one? And I remember I came and I brought home a bag of chips for my brother, a bag of chips for my mother. I mean, for my mother, a bag of chips for my stepfather, a bag of chips for my sister. And I bought my mother a pair of earrings that cost me $3.50. I still remember that. But my pockets were empty. My pockets were like rabbit ears. Why? Because everything that I have belonged to them too. We come to church and we have the audacity. Oh, I'm not going to tie and give my offering, but you want blessings. Let me tell you something. The same offering and the tithing that you're keeping, God is saying, I'm going to empty it out because I'm going to put holes in your pocket. How dare you rob me and ask for a blessing? Since I was introduced into the concept of tithing, I have never missed a tithing in my life. And if you look at the lady who prepares my taxes, my accounting, she says to me, how is it possible that you give so much? And I said, because what I have is not enough. Being blessed in health by God it's more important than to have a bank account. There is somebody right now watching us on TV that will give their millions 
for another breath of fresh air from their lungs. And they can't. Wow. Say with me, Pastor, discernment. Discernment. How many of you want that key? How many of you want that key? Raise your hand. You're going to obtain that key today. This is how. Pray and fast. If you pray, you will stay. And if you fast, you will last. Pray. I had to preach here. And 48 hours before me preaching here, my wife was rushed into surgery. We lost our fourth baby. And I preached. And when I look at abortion, I say, God, it's not justo. That's not fair. Give me one baby, just one, one. But who am I to question God? And people say, oh, I don't go to church today because la playa, el picnic, el puerco. One day you will give an account. Now, I'm not saying you could go to the beach, but can you pick another day? You could go on vacation. That's okay. But do you have to go on vacation every weekend? And if you do come to the house of God, can you participate? I thank God for every person that's in leadership and every volunteer in this church. Because I couldn't do this without you. But you know what made me come up here and pray? I mean, what made me come up here and preach today, 48 hours after my wife had to be rushed into surgery so that one of her Philippian tubes could be removed from her? I prayed. And I fast. And even though my heart was broken, I could have called any pastor to come and preach. I could have called one of my leaders to come and preach. But I am so committed to God that I knew, God, if you, if you could just make a way, God made a way. And I cried up here. You saw that. And I preached that day about the coming of Jesus Christ. I didn't preach about what Jose and Pastor Millie and Rebecca and the Martinez Delgado Diaz family is going through. And then you got the nurse to say to me, I can't come to church today. Because I have to go to a cookout. There's going to be a plenty of cookouts. There's a fire that's never quenched somewhere. There's a place where the worm doesn't die. And that's where every rebellious person has gone through. Jesus preached more about hell in the four Gospels than the kingdom of God. Why? Because he didn't want us to go there. God doesn't send us there. We send ourselves there. Number two, in order to receive the key of the sermon, you must seek first. Seek what first? Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that he has will be given to you. In other words, in order for you to receive from God, you must follow the instructions. The Bible said, seek first the kingdom of God. Don't seek the approval of people first. Let me tell you something. People will applaud you. People will. You hear people. 
raving about their pastor. And in the back of my mind, I say, one day he's going to say something you don't like and you're not going to rave about him. But if you seek the kingdom of God first, whatever he might say, you might override. Because in all reality, your first devotion is to who? To God. That's why when I hear this minister, I don't leave because the Bible says that these days will come. That's going to happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus said there will be many, meaning the majority, false prophets will be unleashed upon the earth. And will even... Deceive the elect, meaning the ones that come to church. That's why I'm constantly keeping my eyes open when I'm dealing with ministers. A youth of mine said, Pastor, every time you look at me, I feel like you see my soul. And I said, good. Because I got x-ray eyes. That same youth said to me one day, you're my only pastor and you will always be my pastor. I only have one pastor. She didn't say that just to say that. She said that because she knows I love her. And I care about her. Number three. And and just to re-emphasize number two. Many said, Pastor, I'm good. Life is good, my wife is good, the kids are good, everything's good, I'm working, everything's fine, I don't need to go to church. And my question is, according to whose standards? Number three and the final one. In order to receive the key to discernment, you must turn from, turn from what? Second of Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 says, If the people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land America you want God's intervention churches pastors you want God's God's intervention humble yourself Pride comes before the fall. Pride is being naive. You know you need help. I need help every day. I'm challenged every day just like you. Temptation comes knocking at my door. But there's no one there to answer. Because I'm not. You know what? This is what I tell, to the, uh, this is what I tell the devil. You know when you go to the hotel? Before you go to sleep? He said, put the sign on the door. You know that little sign? What that sign say? Do not disturb. I put it in my car garage. I put it on my back door. I put it on my side door. I put it on my windows just in case. And I put it on my front door. No venga aquí a molestar. That's why people might say, Pastor, I passed by your house. And you wasn't there. First of all, you didn't call me. Second of all, I wasn't ready for for visitors. And you wasted your time. Why? Call me before you get here. Respect. Respect. The enemy keeps showing up to our house through people. 
And we keep inviting them in, not knowing that these people are not for you. Some of the people that, that, that touch your, your bedroom say, they'll be like, ah, this is such a nice bedroom set. Oh, these are nice sofas. Oh, I, I, I wish I could have them. You have no idea that those people are cursing your stuff. Because their intent is not there. I learned this from a pastor friend of mine. He said, my wife told me, do not bring anyone to our bedroom. And I brought somebody to my bedroom. And it so happened that when that person walked into our private shower, she touched the mirror. The mirror fell from the wall down to the floor, shattered and broke the sink. His wife was furious. And she said, why did you do that? He said, because I didn't listen to you. At least he was honest. You see, we like to show people our success, but you'd be surprised that no one wants to celebrate with you. You see, you can invite me to your house because I'm going to celebrate with you. If you have a swimming pool right now, invite me. Six Flags is closed. I'll turn your water into holy water. (laughs) Your family will come over next week. They'll be like, we can't get in that water. We can't get in that water. Hay una presencia. If you don't want your family and friends to come over your house because you know they're up to no good, say, yeah, my pastor is coming over. (laughs) Every time I walk into a family function, you know what's the first thing my family says? I vino a la iglesia. There came the church. I'm like, Dad, can y'all ca- catch it? Give me a break. It's not them. It's the spirit in them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let us be on our feet, church. For those who are watching, thank you for tuning in to the Resurrection Center. If you want to know more about our ministry, log on to our website at www.resurrectionspringfield.org. Follow us on social media on every platform at TRC413. Until next time, we love you. Stay connected in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask my wife and my daughter to come up here. God is good. Let us play a song, please. God is so good. And I want the two of you who are up here with your flags.